<laughs> Great way to start, guys. <laughs> I don't know if we got that, but we'll Jesus. see. God. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to 420 Unsolved. Uh, this is episode three. I'm your host, Sky, and today we have a guest. It's um, my ride or die, Tiff. Hi. Hey. You on? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, ride or die, like, if, if I kill a body, I don't want you to be the one to, like, take a fall. I'm going to call Tiff to help me. She's leaving you for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if I need to hide a body, I don't want to get you wrapped up in it. Otherwise, we'll both go to jail. So I'll get her wrapped up in it. She can go to jail with me. Fair. Then <laughs> uh, yes. so we don't have to worry about, like, any of the other inmates, because we're already, like... Oh, my God! Together. We could... Yes! <laughs> or we could just say we're in a committed relationship. True! They'll leave us alone! So, so I don't we... think that's how that works. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, so... Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something a little spooky. Um, you know, it is the first week of September, so it's basically Halloween already. Grab your pumpkin spice lattes and board the Hogwarts Express. Time to go. hard for Michael Myers. <laughs> Same though. <laughs> All the horror movies. It's great weather now. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, something a little bit closer to home. We're gonna talk about the Allegash abductions. Yeah, and so. Is it the beer? It is place? a yeah. It's a beer place. Yeah, it's a brewing company. No, no, oh. it's not the same family. So they they're called Al, they're just called Allagash. Um, so there's a brewing company that's also called Allagash, but we have the Allagash uh, Waterway that's way up north in Maine. That's okay. like like the county. Well, I don't know if it's a, is it a county? No, like the county, like Aristic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's up there in um, Aristic um, County, and it, I mean there's an Allagash, Maine, up north. And then, so this place we're going to start talking about today is Allagash, Maine, but it, um, it's mostly going to be taking place in the Allagash Waterway, so it's like a little bit southern, more specifically around Eagle Lake. Uh, this is up north where there's like no towns, it's all <laughs> mountains, rivers, everything, it's crazy. Yeah, so we'll go smoke and we can come back and talk about this. I don't know if you guys know what the Allagash abductions are. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back and talk about uh, it. Miles, what are we smoking uh, today? Before you forget again. Oh, stop. Uh, we're smoking some uh, lemon diesel. I got two cellulose cones, and we got this cute little glow-in-the-dark mushroom bubbler. We'll post some pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. Unsolved is an independent podcast. The opening and closing music is called No Flower by Gluten. If you like the show, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 420 Unsolved. Please smoke responsibly. Damn. And we're back. Whew. Stuff hit me hard. I'm not even a little stoned. Whatever. <laughs> Completely sober. How are you feeling, Tess? I'm good. Yeah. All right, let's no, go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, the Who. They go by the Allagash Four. 
I'll explain who they are in a minute. Um, it is, the one is 1976. So it's the 70s. And then I explained earlier that we're in Allagash, Maine, more specifically the Allagash Waterway over by Eagle Lake. All right, in August of 1976, twin brothers Jack and Jim Weiner, along with their friends Chuck Rack and Charlie Foltz, went on a two-week camping trip in the Allagash Waterway area of Allagash, Maine. So this is a series of lakes and canals um, in the Maine mountains, and they went out there to do their camping and go fishing and all that jazz. The, the Allagash Four, or the four men, met each other while they were studying art in Massachusetts, so at the Massachusetts College of Art. They were friends, and this is how they knew each other. That's a little bit important later on. So on the second night of the trip, Jim reported seeing strange, bright objects in the sky. This specific object appeared for about 30 seconds and vanished. So some strange things are already happening at the beginning of this camping trip. It's not like alien sounds. Oh, yeah. They didn't have any sounds. It was just, it was just some notes. Then, two nights later, on August 20th, the group decided to go fishing towards Eagle Lake. They didn't get a lot of fishing in the, the daytime, so they decided to try some night fishing. It's like typical Maine stuff for guys. It makes me laugh. <laughs> to go night fishing? Well, like, just fishing in general. Like, of course he went with the bros, like, to go fishing. I'm just trying oh, to Oh, in funny. Maine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, bud. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Take <fine>. my joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, they marked their camp spot with a giant bonfire type thing, just so that way they had a light to look at when they came back. Uh, while they were out on the water, the group saw a giant bright light, and this was the light that Jim saw earlier the, on the second night. Chuck was actually the first one to notice this one. Uh, he reported that this light was so bright, it was similar to the sun, and he quoted, it was brighter than a star. So it was really bright. So it was glowing, it was hovering over some trees a few hundred yards back. Then the light started changing colors. It was red, then green, then pale yellow. It's like a traffic light. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. He just saw a traffic light. Yeah. In the middle of the water? I don't know. Technology. <laughs> oh, God. It's the 70s. <laughs> They're just experimenting, trying to see where, like, traffic lights work best. Oh, they probably didn't master them then. Oh, God. So they started changing colors, like a traffic light. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it started to move back and forth. So it was just, like, moving back traffic light. Yeah, so. so then... If it's in the water. It's on a buoy. Oh, God. It's, it's directing the traffic of the boats. <laughs> so then Charlie tried to signal SOS at this light. So, Scary Movie 101, do not try to get the attention of weird and strange things. I just imagine this dude in the water just, like, trying to get the attention of a fucking buoy. <laughs> like, help me, buoy. Like, well, it's, it's flashing a light. It's a traffic buoy. <laughs> SOS, are you Okay. <laughs> So after he shined his light on this other bright light, sounds counter counterintuitive. Um, it this one shot down a very bright light over them, or it started to follow the group. So then they started to paddle back to shore. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of scary. The next thing they know is that they remember being on shore, like being back on ground, 
just looking out into the water and they were staring they could see the bright light but it just it disappeared so they were paddling they saw this light come down they started paddling more to get away and then the next thing they know they're on shore they don't remember getting back so when they got back to the land they saw that their bonfire that they made literally not that long ago was almost completely burned out so this showed that they had to have been gone for quite a long time because it was just dead now um were they dropping acid i don't know this is the 70s i guess but like you know what i mean like they went out to the ocean for like a long period of time and they saw fucking lights and shit right sounds yeah. like they were on a trip memory loss remember yeah they were on just a hard fucking trip. Yeah, they could have been. It could be very plausible. I, I mean, is seventies when the when like acid and shit was? Yeah, really I'm pretty sure. Like I mean, that's acid was created. I figure it was like the late eighteen, early nineteen hundreds. Yo, tell us the history of acid. More very well because I've done it a few times, so obviously <laughs> I don't have that much memory of it. But uh, some guy he just was like messing around with, like, then you start off like. Like morning glory seeds, like seeds that have their, it's not LSD, it's like LSA. Okay. And you can eat like morning glory seeds and you'll trip and then like throw up. Oh shit. My mom's garden just got that much cooler. Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> bunch, but. Um, but eventually, this guy, I don't know if I remember his name or anything or where he's from, any of that, but he just started messing around with acid and he took the equivalent of like, I don't know if it was like five, it was like. It was like 500 or 1,000 micrograms, a lot of acid. And he just, because he was just f fucking around with just this random substance. He had no idea what it did. And he's like, I'm going to eat some of this. And then he like wrote about his experiences oh. and like him seeing like hella shit. Oh, God. Well, thanks for that history lesson on acid. It's very interesting. Oh, so they saw that their fire was burned down. It meant, it meant they had to have been gone for multiple hours. Mm -hmm. Later when the group was talking about this experience, they explained that they could not have been out on the water for more than 20 minutes. So for them to go out on the water for that little of a time and come back and for their fire to be dead, almost dead, is weird. This is up in Maine? Yeah, this is here. Sounds Maine. like the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> That's where ships go, like, missing. They just tripped on acid in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> In the forest. <laughs> just trees everywhere. It was all part of the trip. Mm -hmm. So after that, they were just like, all right, we're tired. Let's just go to bed at this point. So they did. They, they just went to bed. So they ended up camping out there for about six to ten more days before they went home. They see this freaky shit and they decide, you know what? We'll go home in like another week. It'll be fine. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they didn't see the light again, though. So nothing else happened. So... Um, they just stopped taking acid. Good choice. Yeah. So when they went home, though, the, the guys told their families about the, the light that they saw and they encountered, but everyone just thought they were joking and they didn't believe them. All of that. Maybe their family members just knew that they did a lot of acid, so they were just like, yeah, okay. You're really going with this acid idea. Yeah. That's uh, the theory right now. Give me more facts to change it. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, here's where it starts getting weirder. Spookier. Spookier. Spooky. All right. So a few years after all of this happened, uh, Jim Weiner was in a car accident. 
And this gave him some seizures and that followed him afterwards in life. So he'd have seizures and all of that. Uh, after the accident, he started having some really graphic, detailed nightmares about what happened during their camping trip. He went to the doctor afterwards seeking help for his nightmares. And he, t he told the doctor that when he dreams, he dreams in his nightmares about these gray men with metallic lidless eyes. And they also had long necks and four fingers and their heads were oddly shaped. Are we legally allowed to like put in the X-Files theme right now? <laughs> playing in the background? I was going to tell her earlier, like, this, like an alien, like, like, the, like, no, just like the, like the Scooby-Doo alien noise, you know, like, I guess, yeah, from when they went cartoon, to Area 51. Any cartoon alien noise, you know? Yeah. I don't know. In his dream, he said that, you know, he saw these, these creatures or whatever, and they were examining him while his other friends, the three other guys, were watching. So then in 1988, 12 years later, Jack, which is Jim's twin brother, came forward and said that he was having these same nightmares. So he came forward to explain, like, hey, I'm having these nightmares, and it turns out he has the same nightmares. This was in Maine? This is in Maine. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't know anything about this thing. Yeah. It's, like, Canada. Uh -huh. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> Fair. I mean, can we share that we're all from out of state? I just think that makes us cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Arkansas. I'm from Maine. I'm a Mainer. <laughs> hey, bud. Same. I'm away, bub. From Missouri, but I'm a Mainer now. New York. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool to learn about these things since we live here now. Yeah. Makes me uh, excited. Yeah. So, Jack came forward about the nightmares. You know, they found out that they were having the same type of nightmares. Um, about four men together sitting on a bench naked. You know, those types of dreams. <laughs> Uh, Jack also told his wife, Mary, a description of the dream. And this is a quote from one of the many books that was wrote about this abduction. There is a lot of books wrote on it. And this is just a part of it. Um, he says, I find myself in a very brightly lit room. I had no idea where I was or why I was there. To my left, I could see my brother Jim, Chuck Rack, and Charlie Foltz sitting on top sitting on some type of bench, and they were all naked. I was wondering why they weren't helping me, because I felt like I was in danger, and while I'm trying to figure this out, I noticed this figure, or a dark, shadowy type, emerging from this light, this bright light in front of me. I would wake up sweating and breathing heavily, and just stare in a state of terror and shock. So these are the nightmares he was having, which I guess sound also like night terrors. Yeah. So, <laughs> so after this, Jim contacted a UFO researcher for the Mutual UFP Network, and his name was Raymond Fowler. After, whatever, he contacted him after he watched him do a presentation at a UFO conference. Uh, he was hoping that Ray, or he also goes by Ray, would be able to help him understand what these nightmares were about, since he, I guess, figured he thought they were aliens. So, don't know why. <laughs> so Ray, uh, Ray ended up meeting him and convinced all four of the men to go under hypnosis to figure out what happened to them during that part where they don't remember how they got to shore. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they all agreed to it. And so they also decided that all of the hypnotisms would be done separately and they would not say a thing to each other about what happened, what they said or what they remembered or anything like that to keep it just quiet. Mm -hmm. The hypnotism was conducted by a man named Anthony Constantino in 1989. Uh, he's a, he was a professional hypnotism from Beverly, Massachusetts, and he also worked as an English teacher at one of the high schools there. So he just happened to be a professional hypnotism while being an English teacher. Doing his thing. Self-care. Uh -huh. Sometimes on the weekends I like to hypnotize people too. <laughs> so He's Anthony... probably one of the aliens that did it. <gasps> He's probably one of the aliens. They did it, yeah. He was just like... That'd be the perfect disguise though. No one would fucking expect that. I'm an English teacher that does hypnotism on the side. <laughs> or <an> alien. <laughs> so... Uh, Anthony also hypnotized Ray prior um, in the year 1988. So just a year prior, he also hypnotized Ray. And he went under it because trying to help him remember okay. his own details. I was like, what did he get hypnotized for? Because I feel like if he's like, hypnotized me so I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but then is like, hypnotized me so I remember like my alien dreams. That's like, there's a, I don't know. I feel like that's connected somehow and it makes it bad. Yeah, no, I get that. It, he, but it was because... That's because also Ray was trying to get details on his own alien abduction that happened in Danvers, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know when that happened, but that's mm -hmm. why he got hypnotized the year prior. Okay. So each one of the Allagash Four described in detail about how they were abducted by aliens and they were probed back during their camping trip in 1976. They were each hypnotized for three hours. So these interviews and the hypnotism and everything have, took for three hours for each person. Um, during this time, they explained they were brought onto an alien ship and forced to strip naked. Have you seen, um, It's the I think it's the very first South Park episode. Have you seen that one? It's literally called Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. Ugh. He gets abducted by aliens and gets an anal probe. And I feel so bad because I'm like, this is so sad. But also in the back of my head, I'm like, all I can think of is that fucking episode. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> they also remember the aliens taking samples of their skin, blood, body fluid, urine, and even body their semen. Fluid. Even their oh. semen. They splooshed the aliens splooshed them in. Yeah. God, I wish I was there. <laughs> Stop. And they're aliens, so you know they slipped something in there while they were at it. Oh, you know. So, during the hypnotism, Jack remembered seeing their faces. Um, so, seeing the aliens' faces. He reported that they told him not to be afraid and just to do what they say. Charlie described in his hypnotism that the, the area that they were in kind of seemed like a doctor's office. He claimed that they had put a panel over his chest and scraped his body, like scraped skin with from his body. Nope, don't like that. Yeah. Chuck said that he had a good view of what was going on to Charlie. So he was able to see them, like scrape his skin from his body and all of that. The panel that they used that they had on his chest was silver and had curves, and he said it looked like it was sucking something. Um, okay, so, like, 
what if they all just had this such like intense brotherly bond and they all did this really hardcore acid together that now they ha all have the same exact trip? Is that a thing? No. Oh, damn it. My theory. <laughs> yeah. So he just remembered seeing Charlie in pain during this when they were scraping his skin from his body. I hate saying that, but I keep saying it over and over. I love it when you say it. <laughs> I bet they used an ice cream scooper. Ugh. Oh, God. Yummy. Oh. <laughs> so, after undergoing... I was thinking more like melon scraper or melon baller, I think it's called. Oh, just the little holes, though. <laughs> True. Maybe they're using, like, a cheese grater. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Done. So, after the hypnotism, Ray, the UFO researcher... Uh, brought the group together and they discussed what they all found. And he explained that each of them remembered the exact same events. And so each of them decided to take a polygraph test, which they all passed. So, let's backtrack, I guess. They, they underwent hypnotism and they all said the exact same story. And then they also underwent a polygraph test. Raise a cult leader and brainwash them. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that person. Ray? I mean, he claims that he was abducted, too. Oh. And yeah, that's all I'm saying. Maybe, like, one of them was in on it, and then, like, the rest of them... So maybe he's faking all the hypnotism. Maybe one of them was like... Maybe one of them is an alien the whole time. Hmm. What? Ray's an alien. Oh, my God. Or do you think it's one of just, like, the regular guys, like Chuck or Charlie? Oh. I think I need to hear more. So, anyways, after all of that, and they took the polygraph and all those things. There, there were obvious skeptics about what they're coming forth and talking about, you know? Like, so one of these skeptics was Dr. Williams Cone. He wasn't sure that these stories that the Allagash 4 were coming for, forward saying was true. And he said that he felt like the nightmares and all the confessions and everything that these guys were saying was just because of them watching movies and TV shows about aliens. He said that they, it was just all made up, and it was because of them watching these movies. Wait, who said that? This is the doctor, uh, Dr. Williams, Dr. William Cone, who's, who's, he didn't believe them at all mm -hmm. with what they said. Yeah, but the main, the, all, but all four of the men claimed that that wasn't true. Like, they didn't watch alien movies or anything like that. Yeah. Like, this happened to them. So, after all this, they got pretty famous um you know uh after they came forward with all their findings they became it was one of the most documented and discussed alien abduction cases it published books uh people made documentaries off of it it I'm was gonna search like amazon prime later for a documentary now thank you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it one was one day delivery now legit uh, for prime yeah you get one day delivery now uh, yeah. fuck yeah and this abduction was discussed on Unsolved Mysteries, the, the popular TV show. Legit? Yeah, legit. It was talked on there. I know. Isn't it crazy that we live here and we've never heard of this? I've never heard of this. Probably but then for again, a reason, because it's fucking scary. Yeah, I know, right? Let's, let's go camping, guys. I'm in Allagash now. I'm yeah. good. Thank you, though. <laughs> so, Jack and Jim, the twin brothers, they made a website, and they also talk about the abductions on this website, and they also sell... Abduction art is what they call it. Remember, they are artists. They went to school for art. So are they like... So maybe this was all an intricate scheme to, like, boost their art careers. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I'll show you the... I'll have to show you the website after this. 
um, to show you some of their and pictures because they sell that, it. That person who got abducted, abducted, abducted in their video, <laughs> abducted in their video, uh, was a painter and had a bunch of like abduction paintings. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Maybe so maybe they, they made some... maybe that episode is based off of these guys. <laughs> so, you know, and they're painters and all of that. Chuck is now giving lectures at the International UFO Congress. So now after all this, like Chuck now goes and gives lectures. Ray Fowler, that UFO investigator, wrote a book about all of these abductions with these men. And it like, so I mean, he even wrote a book. However, later on, Charles Rack came forward and claimed that they did not see the strange lights that when they were out camping. But the oh, whole he's a group, fucking rat. Yeah, and all the group, like, and he claimed that the whole group just fabricated the whole story so they could get rich and famous. Ugh. Are you kidding me? Snitches get stitches. I can't believe you fucking brought me a story like this. <laughs> you flopped this piece of shit on my... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so mad. They just came forward and said it was all fake? No, Ch Charles did. I don't did. need that in my life. <laughs> this is yeah, well, you said one of them, right? Yeah, Charles just one? did. Just one. Yeah, you know what? I don't But Jim, Jack, and Charlie all still claim to this day that this happened to them. Maybe maybe he maybe they got in a fight and that's why he said that then. I don't know. He could have. He said that they all did it just so they could be famous and he just couldn't keep telling the story anymore. Famous for what though? Like who would want to be famous for that? I don't know. A lot of people. Yeah. True. There's a lot of people out there. Famous, yeah. I just I feel like it's weird. Like, yeah, I'm famous because I was abducted by aliens. I'm famous because of my uh, uh, my sex pro video. <laughs> <coughs> and so you know, like they could have, they yeah, they could have just lied to get the fame, you know, and, and the money and all of that. But this probe was the size of a butternut squash. <laughs> <laughs> what? Shaped like it too. I just had one for dinner last night. That's why I'm giggling. Oh, God. <laughs> bravo, Tiffany. Bravo. Thanks. You know, maybe Ray also helped them come up with this idea. You know, maybe... maybe. But then why is... Why are they all three of them just supporting it still? And he is this... Why is that guy saying that then? I don't know. He just... He came forward recently and said that it's all fake. How recently? I'd have to look. That seems crazy. I want to go out and talk to this guy. Be like, hey, listen here. Teach me your fucking alien waste. <laughs> waste. Waste. It's like how Nacho Libre says it on Earth. Have you yeah. seen Hot Rod? Yeah, but uh, Quill. but like, I want to. We should go talk to these guys. We can do like a little recap episode. So maybe we just go and talk to meet a couple of them. Maybe I, I think. Are they great. still alive? Like we could maybe. Yeah, like, I mean, Jack and Jim still have their website. And then we'll just the truth. <laughs> Miles, we'll get, we're not probing we'll, their assholes we'll get for the, the truth. truth. We'll get the truth out of them. I thought that was supposed to be beating them up. I didn't realize it was that. I'm pretty sure he meant to say to beat them up. They beat the truth out of we'll them. We'll beat them up and then probe them. True. Probe them. No, no, I would love to actually, like... First and then. I would, I would think that it'd be cool to meet them and, like, hear it from them. That would be just kind of so I could kind of judge them as, as a man-to-man, -man, like, you know, kind of lock eyes, read their soul. Mm -hmm. 420 on soft road trip. Read their hearts. You know what I mean? Really get a, get a hold on who they are as a person. I gotta say, I, I like this one a lot. This is, this, this is fun. 
Wait, that's it uh, though? That's the ending? Like it's just okay, yeah, I faked it, but my other brothers are saying it's real. Yeah. Angel so that's or... that's the unsolved part. Like people don't know if this happened. Like that is why like people don't don't know. Angel probes, <sighs> bright lights, and mystery. We gotta find out for ourselves. <laughs> yep, let's go. Four twenty road trip. Yeah, four twenty unsolved road trip. We're gonna go camping. Yeah. We're gonna have I a movie deal the four though, boys who got anally probed by a bright light. <laughs> The movie. The movie. <laughs> the probing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more probing. About 17 minutes more worth of probing in the unrated. <laughs> Tune in at midnight. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that it pretty much covers it. Um, you know, like, subscribe, comment, follow, whatever you got to do on the platform that you're watching and the website that you're watching it through. So we're going to be doing a introduction Q&A type mini episode next week I think so make sure you comment and send us some questions also make sure to send us some ideas and what you want us to talk about and don't forget to like and subscribe to our Instagram and our Twitter at 420 unsolved 420 unsolved ah. oh you can watch us on iTunes Google Play Spotify Stitcher Overcast, SoundCloud. Fuck ton of places. All the options. Yeah, pretty much. All you get an option. And you get yeah. an option. You all get options. So if you're not listening to us, there should be no excuse. Like, if we were a car, we could change the channels at the steering wheel. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. All the options. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tiff, for coming. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Tiff. You were great. Yeah, thanks, Miles. You have to come back on another episode. I don't know. Should I? You should totally come back. <laughs> he says with restraint. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Remember to stay, stay stony. stony. Disclaimer to all those, we do live in a state where marijuana is both medically and recreationally legal. We do not endorse the underage use in recreational and medically legal states, and we do not endorse the illegal use in non-legal states. Smoke responsibly.